On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about building a makeshift stand-up desk. I walk you through what I'm doing to avoid burnout, and I answer a question about the one thing I'm going to eat when all of this is over. Hey, what's going on? I hope you're well. Welcome to this episode number 20 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number 20 in that journey. Uh, Before we start, I apologise for last week's audio. It wasn't until I put it live, and hopefully you didn't notice, but nonetheless, it wasn't until I put it live that I realised that although this big, fancy, good microphone was plugged in during the whole recording of last week's episode, the software was actually picking up my laptop microphone, which was a good metre away from me and is shit. And so, yeah, last week's audio was very distant and not great. But hopefully, I've clicked the right button this week and we're back to normal. I'm sure you'll let me know if we're not. But anyway, here we are, 20 episodes in, 20 weeks in, 140 days older than when I first started this project. And what a weird 20 weeks it's been. I think you'll know if you've been here for the whole time that this has been a really unusual 20 weeks. I was scrolling through the list of episodes just before recording this uh, and yeah it's just been unusual from the first episode talking about the first 23 years of my life into talking about that conversation that I had in week two with Stormzy about watches and the watch that he eventually all those weeks later finally previewed publicly at the Brits talking about New Year's resolutions and why I have no goals for this year and then my dad going into hospital and all of the thoughts that came along with that that I shared with you going into the details of what it's really like to be a 24 year old running a business the highs and the lows of motivation and productivity and output why I think that complaining will never lead to happiness and why we're all to a certain extent in control of our lives talking about growing up, about things to focus on to improve almost everything you do, about shortening feedback loops to gain momentum. I shared with you me trying to get my head around the news that one of my friends, Marco, had died suddenly, uh, getting pushed into weeks of coronavirus-related social distancing and documenting the process of trying to adapt in my own ways to the challenges that we're all facing and keep my business on track while sitting in a bedroom. And then most recently, giving you insight into the routines and habits that I've been implementing into my life during this lockdown to become anti-fragile and actually try and come out of the other end of this whole thing, not only in one piece, but actually as a stronger and more effective person. And so now we're here, week 20. Uh, There are still over 30 weeks to go. You know, this project is, I say, 52 weeks long, at least 52 weeks long. I haven't quite decided for sure what happens after those 52 weeks, but uh, absolute shortest case, we've still got over 30 weeks to go, and there's still lots to happen, I'm sure, but this is a nice little milestone, and so uh, yeah, 
like I kind of said last week and like I will continue to say for the next 32 weeks, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening every week, for downloading, for putting me in your ears and doing whatever it is you do whilst listening, whether it's going to the gym or going into work or going on a walk or whatever it is. I'm really happy that we can spend this time, not literally together, but like I always say, this is very much two-directional. I talk, you message me, and it's great, so thank you for that. Uh, And also, as somebody who values consistency, I'm proud to say that 20 weeks in, haven't missed a single upload day. I'm sure the regular listeners will know that one episode of this was actually a few hours late, a few weeks back. Uh, But it still came out on Friday nonetheless. And every Friday for the last 20 weeks, uh, I've made sure that inside of my week at some point, I've made the time to record and release an episode. And I know that that's going to continue. But anyway, I hope you're well. Now all of that's out of the way. Uh, I hope you had a good week since we last spoke. Uh, Thank you to everybody who took the time to listen to and share last week's episode. Uh, I'm not sure what it was about it, but it was uh, slightly better performing than usual. It could just be that we're all bored shitless at home, and so uh, more people took the time to listen. But I noticed that from the listener numbers and across Twitter and Instagram, I feel like it was definitely one of the most listened to and shared episodes. So I appreciate that. Uh, But I'm going to disappoint you now, because not that I really remember what last week's episode was about, but it was a banger in as much as it did well. And now I'm going to tell you that I've been up to fuck all this week and that there isn't much to talk about because this has been another one of those weeks where not a lot has happened. It's just kind of been getting on with getting on. But then that's kind of what we're all going through, right? Monday to Sunday was basically one long blur, just working and sleeping and eating and repeating because there's not a whole bunch to do right now. And actually, I think that One of the most exciting things, if not the most exciting thing I did this week, uh, was build a makeshift stand-up desk. That's that's really the level of excitement I've had this week. That's the only thing I can tell you about. So, whilst in the office in Wales, I hate sitting down for the whole day. And I find that I'm at my most productive, particularly when writing things. And I do a lot of writing in my job. uh, I'm at my most productive when I walk across the office and use the stand-up desk that we have there. Uh, But obviously that's something that I couldn't replicate whilst here in Corby for weeks on end because, you know, we we I don't have a stand-up desk in my bedroom, or at least I didn't until this happened, what I'm about to tell you about. Uh, So I could have just bought a stand-up desk, but there were two problems with that. The first is that the cheaper one is the more reasonably priced ones. The ones from Ikea currently have a five-week lag between ordering and delivery, Uh, And if I were to go anywhere other than Ikea, the second issue is that those which aren't from Ikea are really fucking expensive. Now we're talking like £500 plus levels of expensive. I wasn't going to wait five weeks and I wasn't going to drop £500, but I also wasn't happy sitting down at my desk all day, every day, slowly turning into a bad postured, less productive version of myself. Uh, as these lockdown weeks bump by. So I approached the challenge slightly differently, as I like to do with many things. I measured the height of my current desk, the sitting desk, the normal desk, and then I stood up and I measured the height of my arms at a right angle when standing, because from what I've read, that is the correct posture to use a stand-up desk. You should stand up straight, shoulders back, put your arms at a right angle to your body, and that should be where your keyboard is, right? So... Measured both of those things, 
took one of those heights away from the other and I was left with a gap, a balance, a difference, the space between my current desk and my arms when I'm standing. And so I went on the hunt for something to fill that space, to fill the difference. Something which was high enough, the right height, but also strong enough to hold my screen and keyboard and whatnot. And what I found was a coffee table. Or two coffee tables, to be precise. They're supposed to be £6 each from Ikea. They're called LAC coffee tables. Uh, But because of the delivery time from Ikea, I actually found the LAC coffee tables being sold by somebody for a mad markup on Amazon. And I think I ended up paying something like £36 for the two of them. And I also bought a pack of white cable ties and that all turned up on Monday. And so uh, I put together the two coffee tables. I cable tied them in the middle so that they're kind of one big long coffee table. (laughs) And then I put them on my desk and I bought an anti-fatigue mat to stand on. Um, And here I am at a makeshift stand-up desk that all in cost me no more than maybe £50. And so that was my little project for the week. And to be honest, I love it. Getting up in the morning, smashing through a few hours of work whilst on my feet. And I'm not sure if this is placebo, but I am convinced that I get more done, particularly in the first few hours of the day between like half six and ten, while stood up, whilst bopping to music, while just getting on with stuff. So it's all good. And that's kind of what I like about this whole thing. Although, as I say every week, there are clearly downsides and negatives to this situation. It's also kind of what you choose to make it. And normally I mean that in the practical sense of how focused and how productive and how motivated we all choose to be in this situation when others around us are taking their foot off the gas. But also in the sense that it gives us a chance to kind of just have some fun and try some unusual things. Because I know for a fact if I was in Corby every now and then, like I normally am, just popping back and forth the office on weekends, for example, I would never have had the stupid sounding idea to cable tie two coffee tables together and put them on my desk in an attempt to boost my productivity and improve my posture. That would have been a fucking stupid idea. And yet here we are. And it worked. And this this slight detachment from normal reality gives us a chance to try these things. And I like that. It's fun. It's something to do, right? And I've actually literally four minutes before recording this just done it with something else as well. So weights benches, good to have whilst trying to work out from home, but also impossible to come across right now. They're sold out everywhere. And those profiteering on places like eBay and Amazon, even the non-adjustable weight benches are like £200, if not more. So I've applied the same logic. What does the same job as a weights bench, but is either cheaper or in stock? And you're probably going to be losing the will to live when I tell you the answer, but I'm confident that I'm going to have just as much success as I have with the coffee tables with what I've just purchased. The answer is a kitchen table bench. The solid oak kind of thing that you have under your dining table for a few people to sit on whilst having Sunday dinner. Now, follow me here. It's the same height as a non-adjustable weights bench. It's almost identical in dimension, so it's the same width, same height, same length. It can support just as much weight, but it's in stock, and it's £58 rather than £200. And, what's more, 
follow me here. I can stick it next to my bed and use it to put my tea and my Kindle on of a night time when I'm not using it. And it arrives on Sunday. So there we go. I'll let you know next week uh, how I'm getting along with all this random stuff from Amazon, which is being used for a purpose different to what it's sold to. But you know what? It's been successful so far. <laughs> and so that was a good part of the week. My little DIY project. And to be honest with you, for the most part, this week has been productive and really positive. Other than today, for whatever reason, I woke up today and I just didn't feel like doing anything. Uh, I think it's probably the closest thing I've had in a while to burnout. And no surprise, right? Because as I've been telling you each day or each week for the last four or five weeks, I have quite literally uh, sat or stood now in my room and worked six days a week on the day when I'm not working, I'm in my bedroom, I'm in, in my house, like we all are, I'm not playing the victim here, I'm just saying that it's easy uh, and understandable to burn out, and I feel like that's kind of the point I arrived at today. Didn't really feel like doing anything. Now, I've spoken about this before, about the idea that on days when I know I'm not going to be able to, to force productivity, I've wanted to have a plan in place, of, of, of a way to do something about that, before it turns into a shit day. I've referred to it before as a reset day. And so that's exactly what I've done today. I gave myself a little bit more sleep, so uh, although I woke up on time as I like to, I actually thought, fuck it, I'm gonna go back to bed for a few hours and wake up at a normal person time. So I did that. I kind of had the morning off. I took it slow this morning until about midday. And then I did the small amounts of work that I actually needed to do today. So the things that urgently needed to get done today and the emails that needed a response, they got a response. And then after that, I kind of just spent today resetting, planning, tidying my room, uh, getting things ready for tomorrow so that I can bounce back. And I've even reintroduced the famous tracking spreadsheet. If you followed me on Instagram a couple of years ago, you'll know that I used to track... I think it was 12 different habits inside of a Google Sheet and I would track them every single day without fail for hundreds of days in a row to begin that process of building positive momentum in my life when frankly my life was at a very different point back then and it worked, right? Now this sheet, the Google Sheet that I've built today is slightly different in as much as the items inside of it are slightly less B-Tech than they were before. But nonetheless, uh, I could feel myself slowly burning out and paying less attention to the minor details in recent days. And as this period stretches on, uh, uh, I, I reverted back to doing something that I know to be effective. And so using a Google Sheet to track my habits, like I've done in the past, though recently stepped away from, is something I'm going back to. So everything from making sure that I'm ready to start working at 7am two hours of deep work in the mornings, uh, no phone, so literally not touching my phone before 9am, fasting until midday, supplements, three litres of water, no caffeine after 3pm, uh, making sure I plan tomorrow's work today each day, making sure I'm going on a walk every day, a bit of learning, reading a chapter of a book, meditation and sleeping without a phone. I'm going to be tracking inside of Google Sheets for as long as I need to all of those things to make sure that the the framework around my day is consistent and effective because uh, I've been freehanding it. I've been kind of not making it up as I go along, but relying on uh, a lack of system recently. 
and it served me for a while but as we get deeper and deeper into this period of all of us being stuck at home I just want to use something to hold myself uh, unarguably accountable and so the google sheet is going to do just that and that's kind of it I suppose that this episode has definitely been weighted towards the life part of life and lessons this week as it's basically just been a bit of an update a catch-up what else can I tell you I'm returning the Xbox you might have known from a few weeks ago bought an Xbox when this all started tried to get into gaming couldn't do it so I'm returning the Xbox Uh, the book I'm reading is still predictably a rational really really good book on uh, human psychology and behaviors uh, it's just it's super interesting about to finish that uh, <laughs> I got nominated today to do the run five donate five nominate five thing which is going to be interesting because uh, I don't think I can run five kilometers and I don't think I have five friends to nominate but nonetheless thank you poppy if you're listening buzzing for that and that's it I think that's 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 all I really have to tell you. It's been one of those weeks, not a lot's happened. We're, we're very much in the middle of the year. Uh, business is going well. We're feeling some positive signals from certain directions right now as the business world is getting used to this uh, and there is an absolute tiny glimmer of the uh, the lockdown ending in, in the coming weeks or months. And despite everything going on, we're very much heads down in the business right now, focusing on growing and being ready to step everything up a gear as soon as we're at the other end of this period. And yeah, that is it. That's the catch up. Uh, Hopefully I'll have more to tell you about next week. But until then, I will finish very quickly with a question. And this one came from Stephen on Instagram. And I picked this question because it made me smile. Because if you know me at all, you'll know that in any given month normally I would spend way too much time and way too much money eating out. And of course, same with everybody, I haven't been able to do that recently. And so Stephen asked, what eating out place are you going to go to first when this is all over? And it was like picking a favourite child, I just, I couldn't do it. So picture this, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it's definitely the ambition Weatherspoon's breakfast, Turkish for lunch, some kind of chicken and hummus and bread and rice, that kind of thing, and then Wagamama's chicken katsu curry for dinner. Imagine that. That's my answer. (laughs) Okay, that is it. Thank you as always for listening. Like I always say, and I'm sure you've already done it, but if not, please do remember to hit that subscribe or that follow button inside Spotify or iTunes. Uh, And as always, please do feel free to share this episode or indeed share the whole series with a friend uh, if they need something to listen to during this lockdown. You can probably tell I'm rushing again. That's because it's Thursday and it is four minutes until eight o'clock. And so in four minutes time, everybody's going to start clapping. So before that happens, I am going to rush off. I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 21 of Life and Lessons. See you then.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.